The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more are the mention of machine. Welcome back to the Mention the Machine podcast. This is episode 25. Woo! If you collect comic books like I do, every 25 issues is a big one. Joel apparently didn't know that, so yeah, did he didn't not. know we were approaching a special milestone. But this is also uh, this is at least our Christmas special. We might uh, might squeeze one in for New Year's. Oh, we're definitely squeezing one in for New Year's. Yeah, well, uh, end of the world podcast. Deal with little Joe Rogan. So, Joel, it's our end of the year recap, though. We're going to do that this one. Or did you want to talk about something else? Oh, no, no. we got to go through the questions. Ah, okay. Do you have the list? Yes, I do. That was smart. <laughs> Before I left the house today, I'm like, you know what? I bet you, because I don't have my printer, Ooh. that we're going to need these. You don't have your printer? Somebody stole your printer? No, no. It, it's dying. Oh. I'm going to take it apart and see if I can fix the sensor. Because hmm. I don't want to buy a new printer because they want me to buy a six-month ink supply. Hmm. It comes with free ink. I don't know. I know, I know. That's the joke about printers. It's mm-hmm. cheaper to buy a printer than to buy a toner. So, question number one. Mm-hmm. Where did you step outside of your comfort zone? Stepping outside my comfort zone. Um, I want to say, because this year I went back to jujitsu after COVID. But I don't know if that was this year or last year. It all blurs together. Either that or definitely uh, the 60-mile bike ride was was a beast. Um, that podcasting, podcasting we've been doing consistently, though. Yep. Um, Year and a half. Yeah. That's probably my best answer, I guess. I wrote these down somewhere. I had actually actual answers, but... I didn't know we were doing them question for question on the podcast, but that's my... You you sent me the text message, so... Yeah, yeah. You know how my brain works. You give me a task, it gets done. God damn it, Gump, why'd you put that gun together so fast? Because you told me to. All right, what about you, Joel? Comfort zone. Well, weightlifting and yoga. Weightlifting and yoga, yeah, that's that's good for you. The weightlifting is good. Especially since you jumped right into a Ryan Humiston <laughs> challenge, which was like... I barely knew what I was getting into with that one, and that was rough. So, But here we are. Still alive. Didn't kill us. Barely. Eh, we're still struggling. <laughs> All that, life is a struggle. That week off was a huge struggle. <laughs> you just didn't treat it the right way. Yeah, you got to take a deload week. A deload week is not like to not necessarily do uh, not do. You said the options were lift less or don't lift. And I thought, why am I not? Why am I going to lift less? That's just stupid. If I'm just not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Well, the part, the point is to maintain the habit and keep the muscles going, or to do something like, you know, stretch and do something, not just do nothing. I'm really God because I don't stretch. It'll, it'll catch up with me. Yeah, once you folks find yourself getting shorter and shorter, it's really just because you're slowly bending over closer and closer to the ground. <laughs> yeah, definitely the yoga. That was a pleasant, a pleasant surprise. It was not going to be as bad as I thought it would. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where stepping into a building where other people are, where you're probably the new person in a building that a lot of people don't like that experience. And you're like doing something where it's physically uncomfortable 
in a crowd. Well, it's funny because she's like, oh, it's 100 degrees in here. And you get I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was built for the heat. <laughs> Not me. I, I'd suck it up, though. But there would definitely be a pool of sweat, sweat underneath me at that point. Uh, I brought a, I, I wore a sweatband. I brought water. I was ready to go. <laughs> Even still, I still... When I first started getting into... When I started getting into martial arts and we would have a ground day, I was always surprised at the amount of sweat that I left on the ground when we would be doing the, the wrestling and stuff. And then I go to jujitsu and I find out that that's perfectly fucking normal for most people. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Next question. What area did you grow in? Area did I grow in? Uh, I've done a lot of self-reflection this year and a lot of hey, thinking thinking forward and trying to, you know, all these self-development stuff. They always talk about how you have to have a vision for your life. And it's always been hard for me to do that because I've been more of a pushed by things I don't want than pulled by things I do want kind of planner. Like, I don't want to be poor, so I make sure I work hard and I make sure that... I, I focus on being able to make a living, not because I want to be like CEO of this company or something like that. But as I've gotten older, I've also started to think about more how I want the remaining years of my life to be. So it's been wrestling bears. Yeah, sure. I've always been fond of the end of Legends of the Fall when he fights the bear. But uh, no, just working some sort of working backwards from there, and it's been getting a little more. Was less hazy, I'll say. Since Thanksgiving, I've done a lot of self-reflection, and it's been kind of weird. Because like, I've had conversations with people, or like, I read different websites, and I go, oh, I do that, I do that. So that's why I do that. Hey, that person did that, and I didn't like it, and that's why I did this. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, it's almost like I'm playing with a jigsaw puzzle. I don't know what the, what the picture's supposed to be, but I'm just putting pieces together. I, see, I, in my mind, I just had the visual of you, like, reading the script that you didn't have for, like, the past couple of years. Oh, oh, shit, fuck. Yeah, this is much. why they said that. <laughs> and I was supposed to say this, but I said this instead. Well, yeah, the, look, so I'm a big fan of the Meyer Briggs personality test. And there's a, uh, mine was INTP. And I found a website years ago written by this guy who was also trying to figure out life. And apparently he revised it since I read it last. And I was reading, like... Did he, has he been spying me this whole time? Because this sounds like he's writing about me. <laughs> Are they allowed to revise them? No, no. He wrote a website about like what it's like to be that type. Oh, okay. And um, he was talking about his experience and why things happened the way they did for him. I'm like, that happened to me too. <laughs> it's that whole, I'm not the only one. I'm like, oh yeah, you're different. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a beautiful and unique snowflake, Joel. Yes, I am. There's 8,000 other people just like me. <laughs> If you're one in a million, there's eight thousand more like you. We're all we're all the same uh, same mid December uh, slushy snow at the curb <laughs> that we don't have yet this year. But yeah, like I, I was also stumbled across some ADHD stuff that I've been reading about. I'm like, oh yeah, I have that, and I compensate for it. And it's like I'm not. It's not that I don't want to do it. My brain just refusing to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, basically growing into, like, what's more important? Taking care of yourself and not everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, stop pleasing everybody else. Quit doing everything else. Like, you need to put yourself first. It's that airplane analogy of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of put your own mask on first. There's also the idea of um, 
this is, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, about be a lighthouse, not a tugboat. No. So you want to be a lighthouse, which means like you want to provide a guide for other people to come to mm-hmm. versus being a tugboat where you're like pushing and pulling other people forward, mm-hmm. which is what you're doing when you're worrying about other people versus setting an example for them to follow. Mm-hmm. That's something I've been hearing a lot about is like, you motivate me. Like, you're doing this work, I'm not going to work out. I'm like, why? I didn't do this for myself. I'm not telling you to do it. It's like, it's weird. Like, a couple of guys are like, well, I got to start working out because you're working out. I'm like, why? Now you're part of the feedback loop. Now you're going to be like Gog. And then he's like, I'm just going to do 12. And he's like, nah, somebody else out there doing 13. They can do the 13. 14. And now it's going to get you. It'll no, get not. you. Yeah, well, you're going to motivate somebody that you never thought of. And they're going to be like, they're going to start surpassing you. You're like, ugh. I'm I, totally I gotta fine. get out there. I'm totally fine with that. Mm-mm. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You know why I'm fine with that? Because then I'll be out there with broken legs and broken knees and all this other stuff going, I can't let him beat me. Your ego hasn't been bruised enough yet. My ego is always bruised. What are you talking about? Not enough. Next question. What lessons did you learn this year? What lessons did I learn this year? Um, I'm not 20 anymore. I've been learning that. Uh, had to slow down the drinking because I don't recover as well anymore. Like a hangover used to be like, oh, I'd miss like part of the morning. And now it's like half the day is gone, which mm. is bad. Um, <clears throat> what other lessons? Uh, I need to take take a moment and slow down because I've been getting angry at people I shouldn't have. More angry than I should have and lashing out and then being apologetic afterwards um so slowing down and being more meditative in my thinking and detaching a little bit more um and this is the year where i've decided to make actually a a push again for my career not just let let it be something that's not treated as just a job anymore interesting I learned to set boundaries. <laughs> what kind of boundaries, Joel? Well, my parents. Like, my dad's like, hold on, I got a mercy, I got a mercy, I got a Jenny, Jenny. I'm like, I'm out in Latrobe right now. I can't help you. <laughs> Let me just hop in the family helicopter. Mm-hmm. Be right there. It's like, no, like, I, I make plans and I follow plans. Like, two years ago, he got mad at me because I didn't answer my phone right. I'm like, I'm with other people. And the same respect I give you by not answering my phone, I'm helping you, is what I give them. So, if I'm busy, I'm busy. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Isn't it weird that the generation that grew up without cell phones and barely had a house phone are the ones that are fucking freaking out when they can't get a hold of you right away? Mm-hmm. Like, my mother-in-law's the same way. Like, she fucking, she'll call, like, my phone, she'll call Mara's phone, she'll call, like, all kinds of people's phone just to find out, like, some, something simple. And it's like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Why are you, why are you blowing up everybody's phone? It's mm-hmm. like, well, like, my dad's like, you should answer your phone. I'm like, no. Because that's how you lose your shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember in college, I used to have people drunk dialing me all the time. I started unplugging my phone before I went to bed so I could actually sleep. Oh, I would have more fun with that than that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, boundaries, realizing that half the stuff is all in my head, and I'm doing a good job. Technically, it's all in your head. One one thing also I I learned that I've been incorporating a lot recently is um, an Alan Watts thing. He said... You should treat everything like play because everything is play. I mean, that, that there's no real value in being serious about everything. So every task you have, treat it as a little bit of play, like it's a game. 
and you'll be a lot happier. So I've been doing that even with like the mundane stuff that I hate. You know, I'm just like, hey, have fun with it. Well, I just shut my brain off and just do it. Some part of your brain is still con- is aware and getting bitter. No, that part of my brain is going, oh, let's do something else. <laughs> I learned that skill really early in life at my parents. What do you mean I have ADHD? <laughs> just turn off parts of my brain randomly. <laughs> and in, there's no backlash from that whatsoever. <laughs> That's never going to rubber band back at me. (laughs) I said some sarcasm. (laughs) How's that meditation practice going, Joel? (laughs) Gotta get back on that log. Yeah, the exact opposite of mindfulness is like, I'm just going to turn off on this part and just... (laughs) Those weren't my fingers that got lopped off in the saw. It was... uh... It's Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see what's next. Where were you most successful? Where was I most successful this year? Um, it's a good question. I think probably my relationship with my wife. We made some huge strides together in getting back on the same page going forward, which I also think has helped with the vision thing. So we're kind of moving in the right direction whereas for a while it seemed like we were kind of just orbiting each other so that's the answer i took the tim Ferriss approach to business you find your shittiest customers you get rid of them you make you so much happier mm-hmm. so i got rid of the people in my life that were pretty much bringing me down the most and life's amazing right now nice next question where were we least successful like you knew the question before I asked. I know. We should have went negative first. Should never end on a negative note. Who wrote these questions? You. Shit. I'm going to fire that guy. <laughs> Get rid of my shittiest customer myself. Um, where was I least successful? Um, I won't say I was least successful in things. Just there was a number of things that kind of just maintained the status quo that I had bigger ambitions for. Like things like my weight loss and things like that. I wanted to be in a different body fat percentage than I am, but I didn't lose anything, but I also didn't really gain anything. Um, money's kind of the same way. I uh, didn't really do anything ex- extravagant. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, that's my answer, I guess. I am top gear. I am ambitious, but rubbish. Ambitious, but rubbish. Interesting. They always have these grand schemes to do these awesome projects, and they always end up like complete dog shit. Yeah, but the point of the show is that they have fun. So. Yeah, but like for me, it was my weight loss. Like I did not hit get anywhere near my goal this year. Like I paid hovered around two fifteen. Like I'm like, what's wrong with this? The other thing was my side hustle ideas did not pan out like I thought they would. So yeah, see, I've been kind of one of the reasons why I've been thinking about getting more serious about the career and stuff is to do less of trying to do the side hustle thing because it's see, i don't know if i have the energy and the time to really want to see my thing is this i want to turn the side hustle into the career yeah because i don't want to be a corporate slave the rest of my life but that's got to be like your sole focus and that's got to be like what you go home and do and well in your case you stay home and do exactly but and it's got to be all you do and not like all the other stuff which is where i'm like i don't 
I don't know if I have the focus for that. Like, I want to do the jujitsu. I want to do the weightlifting. I want to do the fun stuff, too. So it's like I've got a good job that pays me well. So if I just focus on that, it's the, the Ramit approach where he's like, not everybody needs to focus on all these other stuff. They can make the most money by maximizing where they are. Yeah, but for me, my job is a job. There's, like, if I if I excel, then I lose my manager and my boss, and then the happiness of the job goes away. Mm. So if I'm really this job, I'd like to leave it because I, I started something up that is going to take off and support me. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's also kind of the trap of the position where you're comfortable. Like, you're comfortable because you have that manager, but you've also existed without that manager before. And it was hell. Complete, utter hell. <laughs> I don't want to go back to that. I've had a really bad series of jobs with bad managers. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been suddenly laid off. I've been plotted against for a year. I was gaslit. Yeah, I've been plotted against for a year with my employer also. And that's just how they had to work the uh, the gears to get rid of me, I think. But like, yeah, I laugh because like I got this current job, and my my current boss is not a micromanager, and I was convinced I was getting fired within two months because she never talked to me. <laughs> I wish I knew Ojako's a plan for how to deal with micromanagers when I had one, which is just like kill them with over information. Like I, I tried that over overdo it with everything. Like make sure before they ask a question, they've got the information in front of them. It's like it'd have been so sweet, but. Oh, well, that's the past. The past is the past. Move on to the future. Yeah. What two questions are you avoiding that will change your life? What two questions am I avoiding that would change my life forever? Um, It's not two questions necessarily. It's two decisions that you should make. You can make. It's more the point of the question. It's uh, one of them taken from a Tony Robbins thing. And the one I have made already, which is to cut back on drinking. So I'm not drinking during the week. Which is giving me, uh, it's better sleep, better better awareness, better work quality, etc., etc. Because even if I have a couple drinks at night, I'm still not getting the same sleep as I used to. So it's, it's better for me. Um, better overall. And sobriety. sobriety is something that I need to spend more time with. Um, and the other one, the other one I, I'm still trying to figure out what that one is. But you podcast so well when you're not sober. But it's also not the uh, I know, you not want, the week. You don't want to be the Lou Gehrig guy. No, no, no. The other question I'm not sure of. I've been debating a couple of things. I've been debating leaving the Iron Council for a while. And well, I'm going to get my, my monthly book review, my book suggestions. I mean, I think at this point, the, the book suggestions pop up on their own just from my social media feed, but... I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm questioning, am I really getting anything out of it anymore? Or am I just there because I like the group I'm with? And is the group I'm with worth the monthly fee? I don't know. If only I had scouts. Hmm? If only I had scouts. Hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, man. How many parts do I have on the burner that haven't been finished? I know, I know. It's a curse. It's the curse of having big ambitions, but again, it's one of those things where, like, the Scoutsman thing is, um, it's kind of tied to a vision of mine, but it's not a driving vision, because I just don't, I don't know if I want to be responsible for other people on that level, or if really the reason I want to do it is because I want a place where I can go and learn all the skills. So I'd be building it for myself, 
Then that's what that's the best customer. You've ever to yourself. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like when you build a product, you build something that you know you need, and there's other people that are gonna need it just like you. Like for instance, the, I found out that there is a uh, through the University of Pittsburgh, there is a kendo club. Swords. Hmm. Japanese sword fighting. Yeah, nothing. So I might sign up for that every Wednesday. Because I think it'd be like I have no use for like. What am I gonna get into a sword fight? It's you say that now. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with the Eskrima stuff. It's like I spent nine years learning Eskrima and Kali and stuff, and it's like, well, we're the bring of a, of, a, of a dystopian society future. Like, I know. I'm probably gonna end up learning that, needing that to beat the hell out of somebody with some sticks soon. But exactly. <laughs> Any year now. <laughs> right around the corner. Like I always say, I make myself very useful to people so that when the shit goes down, we need Joel on our team. Let's protect them. <laughs> this is a situation that calls for a madman that likes violence. <laughs> Bring out the UG. <laughs> <laughs> Better to be a Eugene than the Gimp. Yes. Because the Gimp's asleep. And I don't sleep, I wait. <laughs> <laughs> So my two questions. Yeah. I think one of them you answered. One your two decisions. One of them you did already. That is. You're the same as me. You 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 pulled the plug on the divorce. Yeah. That's one your one decision. Unless you've got two others. I don't know. You you might be full of decisions you need to make. We can make them right now, Joel. Well, the first decision is what do I want out of life? Oh, well see. Like what's gonna actually make me happy? Again, there comes the vision part. Because, like, like I said, my, 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 my schedule now is, like, I get down at work, I log into Discord, my buddy in the UK and I, we play some random video game for a couple hours and he goes to bed. Mm-hmm. And I go to work on a random project, or, like, I, I go, to, I do whatever suits me. And it's, like, it's fun. Like, I go, I've, I do lunch with you on Fridays, I do dinner with my friend on Wednesdays, and, like, I got, there's probably, like, five people that I, I see on, on a regular basis when, I, when weather permitting. And, like, I'm content with that. It's like, well, do I want more? It sounds like you want more meaning from the activities you're doing. Not more meaning, but, like, it's one of those things, like, we went to dinner with my friend and his kids, and he asked what they wanted for Christmas. And the one girl was like, well, I want cash. Well, how much? Well, how much did you give him? How much you want? And, like, me and our other friend were there, and she's like, aim high, ask for $1,000. She's like, he's not going to give me $1,000. Yeah, but now he's got to work his way down from $1,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, the kid did not know how to ask what he wanted, she wanted for Christmas. And the other girl went on Google and said, what does an 11-year-old girl want for Christmas? Because she had no clue what she wanted. No, and that's, that's, I mean, I think that gets harder as you become more self-efficient and self, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Self, uh, self-reliant. Self-reliant and, like, you fulfill enough of your own needs that it's hard to figure out what you really want because you've already taken care of most mm-hmm. of your basic needs. But that's, again, a higher brain function yeah. thing. Like, your basic needs are met, so it's like, well, what do you want that gives meaning to everything yeah. else? And that's why I think it's important to what a lot of what a lot of the books also and things talk about is, you know, starting from the end. Like, that's why they say write your eulogy and work backwards from there. And it's it gets interesting there because it's like, well, what do you want to be when you're 90? Like the other, like we were, I was driving to dinner, uh, lunch today, and I saw a, a guy with another person in a wheelchair being wheeled into their house. I'm thinking, well, how old are they? I don't be that guy. I don't want to be in a wheelchair. Like, my father's in a wheelchair, and I don't want that. That's what I said about being uh, pushed instead of pulled. Mm-hmm. 
But, like, for example, like, I started doing biking because, like, my blood pressure is too high. And then, like, I got into weightlifting because I couldn't because it was too cold to go biking. Like, I see a problem. Like, well, how do we fix this? Okay, let's go start doing this. Let's see what happens. Yeah, Joel's, Joel's on a weird path now. <laughs> he thinks it stops with weightlifting. <laughs> Joel skipped the part where he got into calisthenics. <laughs> did I do that next? Yeah, you did that before the weightlifting. That's right. Like, all, this entire last four months has been like, every month was some kind of challenge or something. <laughs> this month we do this. This month we do that. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Why yeah. am I not stopping? Because it gives meaning to the month. Yes. It gives you a reason to do something every day that you normally wouldn't want to do. Step outside your comfort zone. Uh, another thing about the uh, stepping outside the comfort zone, this was doing the Ryan you was in challenge. Like, I wasn't prepared for that. Was I good. definitely wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. That was brutal on both of us. <laughs> and now I have a home gym that I look at every morning when I get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Them weights ain't going to lift themselves, Joe. But Dad came over the other day to see my new cat, my new chair. He's like, well, you only have one chair. I'm like, no one's ever here. I'm the only one person here. Why am I going to buy a couch? I have all this weightlifting stuff. <laughs> Just one chair, one ass. <laughs> <laughs> Simple math, Dad. Simple math. <laughs> Pretty much. I think the second question is, why am I putting off making this little schedule of mine? Because, like... The, the, the discipline of freedom thing, when I made that little chart and I could check everything else off every day, that was amazing. Yeah. And I've been putting that off for like three months now. Like every, I'm like, beginning of the month, I'm start a new one. Because you know if you do it, then you're going to have to stick to it. I don't mind sticking to it if I make it. It's just, I haven't had, I haven't sat down to make it. Like, last year, I biked 120 consecutive days, at least a mile a day, usually five to six miles a day. Like, I have no problem committing to something as long as, like, I make it a, a routine. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, I shouldn't be this well-adapted to, like, a structured routine. (laughs) And then, like, in the days I don't do my routine, like, I'm all off. That's what everyone talks about their morning routine. Like, whatever, whatever your routine is, is your routine. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, this is the routine of all the billionaires. They get up at 4.30 a.m. and they start reading right away. It's like, no. Like, whatever your routine is, is your routine. And every one of us has had that day where you wake up late mm-hmm. and you're not in your routine mm-hmm. and your day feels off the yep. whole day. You're wondering if it's fucking Wednesday, but it's Tuesday. You're off for whatever well, reason. Well, because I didn't lift for a week, I definitely didn't know what day it was. <laughs> it's like, is Monday or is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? So wait, wait a second. It's Wednesday. That means it's a pull day. It's not a, not a push day. Definitely not leg day. That's Friday. Yeah. It's just like... I'm content because, like, everything's mad, as you said. Compared to, like, the worst of the world, I'm living this nice little, like, utopian bubble of mine. But. But. You gotta go into the fight club mode. May I never be content. I so I don't like that. So you gotta you gotta shake things up for yourself, dude. I did yoga. Come on, not enough. Apparently, like apparently you were fine with it. You didn't do goat yoga. You <laughs> did fucking hot yoga. Apparently, you need to do cold yoga. No, yogurt yoga. <laughs> Swedish yogurt yoga. <laughs> I think you had enough. Let's go to the next question. <laughs>
Oh, what thing would you change in your life that you're avoiding? What thing would I change in my life that I am avoiding? Um, this question. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I answered that one. I don't think I wrote that one down at all. I know. That's the one I, I, I mangled one of the questions you said, and that's the one that stuck in my head. Uh, and I've been fixated on it for like the past two weeks, three weeks now. <laughs> Thing when I change that I'm avoiding. That's a that's a tough one because, like you, I'm I'm pretty content in everything, and I'm I've accepted my pain points in a lot of places. I guess I'd say the thing I'm I would change is I'd I'd really commit to like a mobility stretching routine to fix like my lower back hip pain. Because that's kind of chronic, and it's been that way for years now. Yeah. Which also is one of the reasons why going to bed without alcohol is kind of a pain in the ass, because it's, it's painful, so. Well, you guys start stretching eight hours a day like you, like the audience. Yeah. Or at least an hour. These hold stretches for like 15, 20 minutes. That's too long. They say two minutes is what you need. Not according to Goggins. Well, Goggins is apparently fucking way tighter than I am. He he was so tight that he uh, fucked up his thyroid. So yeah, thing I'm, I'm avoiding. Well, I was avoiding was pulling the trigger on the divorce, but that's out the window. The next step is this AI art thing. I've been putting off like launching this launching the store to sell some of the stuff I made. It's been bugging me. But well, that what was the what was the question again? Read it again. What thing that you would change in your life that you're avoiding? Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be something that was supposed to be life changing. I was going to say you're not making making that is not completely oh, life changing. Well, the thing is though, like I've you're right. What thing would you change? Wait. Put your glasses on, Joe. <laughs> Put your glasses on. God damn it. <laughs> For those of you who are who don't know, Joel Joel finally committed and got went to an eye doctor and got some glasses because he can't see up close that well anymore. This is the tech guy that can't see up close anymore. It's only a matter of time until he starts soldering his fingers to stuff. Nope. What thing that would change your life that you're avoiding? The reason that would change my life is because I don't put my stuff out there. I've never like published stuff. I'm like, hey, well, I published a couple things, and but. I didn't like. I wasn't proud of them. Like I'm actually kind of proud of some of the stuff I've created for through the AI art stuff. And I feel like if I start doing that, that might give me more motivation to start doing some Etsy stuff and other projects that I'm proud of. So you're not proud of the podcast? Oh, I'm always proud of my podcasts. But that's just something <laughs> I tell people all the time about my podcast, and most people don't listen. But you know, one of the one of my people from the Iron Council from Kilo, he uh. He really liked the AI artwork he did for the, the, the this podcast. He said he really liked that. So that was very nice. Nice. And that's the thing. Like I've I've, I've realized because of like the dopamine hits I love is when I solve a problem or whenever like I get a compliment about something, like a genuine compliment, not just like oh you did a good job because I always did it. But, like when people actually like really like something I did, like makes me very happy. Oh, you fixed my computer, but all you did was restart it. <laughs> No, but like when I started first doing computer repair, I had to get to them like, oh, we had six people trying to do this and they couldn't figure it out. And you did like 30 seconds. <laughs> like when I'm the guy that does something that other people can't do, it's like, 
eh, I guess I'm good at something after all. Because <laughs> I always feel like I'm just that guy that just does stuff. Like the other day, I was working with a coworker, and we were trying to write some Python code, and he couldn't figure it out. And like, I saw the problem, we wrote the code, and got it done. I'm like, I did that. You're getting stuff done as a well from uh, Andrew Huberman. He says it's not the dopamine comes not from completing the task; it's from pursuing the completion of the task. So, like completing the task is actually not the part that rewards you so much. That's why things like porn addiction are so bad because it's never you can complete you can complete the task too easily without the pursuit of it so you're like hijacking your dopamine system the wrong way i'll hijack my dopamine system which way i want you can't stop me nobody's nobody's stopping you from masturbating except in public joe we'll see about that (laughs) so we had this discussion off air many times. Not the masturbation one. No, okay. you got a different. I'm, you got a different. Pref, okay. You got a preface. 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 There it is. That's the word. English. I was you trying. Know. I trying to do a non a non smooth transition. <laughs> I'm trying to go from first gear to third gear. One <laughs> well, the podcasts I listened to. He he did an, one of his things. He's not the most proud of was he did a really sad like story. And then he talked about this in his new iPhone. He's like, that was a horrible transition. <laughs> There's a lot of those weird, the weird things where people just do bad transitions between stuff. Mm-hmm. But the holiday season is upon us. Yes, it is. It doesn't feel like it, though. It doesn't I feel like I and I. I'm not the biggest holiday fan, but I mean, it seems like every year the holiday season seems less and less like the holiday season. And this year especially, it doesn't feel like Christmas at all. See, I have a different approach to this. For the past 10, 12 years, like, my wife loved Christmas and wanted to do all the Christmas stuff. I'm like, but it's not that great. Like, you want to go see lights, but then we go see lights and they're not the best. Or you want to do this and, like, everything's always a disappointment. It's like, we still got to go through the motions, like, but I know the outcome of this. Why are we doing this? And then all the stress of, like, doing stuff for in-laws and family members and stuff. Like, I've worked the past, I don't know, I think it was 2005 to 2012 to get most of my friends on the channel of, hey, we don't need to do presents because we can buy our own shit. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we need the stress of buying something for somebody else and be like, oh, look, I got you this. And, like, this year, I've been insulated from, from the holiday season bullshit, and it's, it's amazing. Like, I don't, I, the true meaning of Christmas is to be with your friends and family. Not the gifts. Yeah. And that's what drives me nuts. That most people are focused on, I gotta get these presents, I gotta get this. But how about spending time with your family or your friends that you don't see that often or that you need to check on because maybe they're going through a rough time they, they don't, shouldn't be by themselves. But everyone's so worried about materialistic bullshit, they're not worried about the, the people aspect. Yeah, like I really don't care about the presents, it's just an extra level of anxiety for me. Exactly, and that's what drives me nuts is like Christmas has become anxiety. Like once black once Chris once Christmas dinner is over, it's all downhill until you almost said Black Friday, didn't you? I did say Black Friday. No, you said Christmas. What you said? Once Christmas is over, it's all downhill from no, there. Once Thanksgiving is over, yeah. <laughs> once Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner is over, it's all downhill until Christmas. And it's like I have a friend out in the UK, and he's like, "I hate the season this time of year." I'm like, "Oh, seasonal depression." He goes, "No, they're playing Christmas music eight hours a day at work." But see, like, I feel like I'm, 
I feel like I'm missing something that I used to have. It's called being a child. You're well, an adult with adult responsibilities. Even still, it's like it still should feel like a, a special time of year. Like it shouldn't feel that bad. It shouldn't feel like there's an added stress. It shouldn't. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's not seasonal depression, but it's like a a holiday depression. Holiday depression that shouldn't be there. Because like I think about this all the time. Like we. As a country, as a world, as a, like the planet Earth, everyone does not celebrate all the same holidays. Like the Christmas story, the Chinese people, they don't celebrate holidays, that's why they're open, and that's why you can go and get Chinese food. That's what I'm doing on Christmas. I'm going to get Chinese food, and I'm going to watch Die Hard. Nice. But like... Tis the tradition in this house. But a lot of people are so caught up on, like, the wrong parts. And so there's that trope in all these Christmas movies, it's like, oh, well, the true meaning of Christmas is this, it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, it just, I've been thinking about that a lot, because like, Thanksgiving, I went to my parents, I went to your, I went out to your place, and then I talked to my buddy in Brazil, and we talked about like, life and so forth, and that's, that's what got me this whole path of like, thinking about life and all this stuff in the past month. Yeah, and I think, I, I, I am, well, I imagine, I imagine our holidays, since the internet is so big, and everyone is so overconnected now that our holidays are all going to change, and they're not going to because I mean, they're not all going to be as self-limiting as they have been. Like, there are in my company, they do a big thing. We have a big uh, portion of our our employees are in India, mm-hmm. so there's always like a bunch of Den, uh, Denali stuff yeah. that's going around, which is like a huge Indian holiday, and it's like so it's like learning about that, and it's like it's kind of it's kind of cool to do that. Like, and, that, and that's the other thing too, like. There's all these different countries that have all these different holidays. And it's amazing to learn about these things. At the same time, though, you got people who are bandwagoners. Like, we got to celebrate everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you, but you don't because some things aren't really meant for you. No, and that's, the, I think, the, the the origin of holiday is holy day. So mm-hmm. it's like it was a, it's a holy day for some people, not for everyone. It's like, it's just, it's a weird thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, like, the other thing about the internet and holidays is, like, you got all this FOMO and, like, oh, they did this, they did that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a girl on Instagram I follow. I think she has, like, five kids or something. And, like, she lives out in Minnesota. And she does these TikToks about parents and seasonal depression. And uh, post, post, what is it? The one, when you have, after pregnancy. Partum? Partum depression. And she taught, and she did a video a couple weeks ago about, you see this little fucker here? This elf on the shelf? Don't buy this little fucker. She's like, I like to do bed at 8 o'clock at night with the kids. But no, I gotta stay up and put this asshole somewhere and do something creative. And it's like, I saw I saw somebody... They did it to yourself, though. Hmm? They did it to themselves, well, though. Well, that's what she's saying. Warning of don't do it. Like, it's a trap. But then I saw on, on Facebook, this person was like, oh, look what I did. The elf's like, can you help me find my spoon? And he's sitting like, with a bowl of cereal. So you open the, open the, 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 the silver drawer. And it's full of candy. I'm like, who the fuck's gonna do this? Nobody. Like, why are you sitting the bar so high? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like because of the internet, the bar gets set so high for different stuff. Mm-hmm. So everyone wants to, wants to do it and be on the tra- on the train. Yeah, everyone's competing with everyone else to be the the, the best mom when they're mm-hmm. they're not. It's like the best mom is when your kid doesn't die. Yeah, well, it's, it's you gotta just instill your in your kids different values than worrying about Elf on the Shelf. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's what's been driving me nuts this holiday season. <laughs> not I think elf- I think our parents would be like, "You want Elf on the Shelf? You got food in your belly. <laughs> Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw a thing on Instagram the other day. The guy's like, his kids are like, well, who's our presents? Like, 
You know that um, you know that that food you ate. That's your present. <laughs> you know that warm bed you got to sleep in. That's your present. Yeah, and I mean that that's and that's one of those things that I've been taking into consideration this year. Also, when we talk about things that, like it's the gratitude of of just having having your shit together with the way you do. So mm-hmm. it's like I want other things, but at the same time, like I'm content because I have these things kind of nailed down. Mm-hmm. Like my buddy was, has to buy oil for his his heater. It's because he has oil heat. And I was saying, yeah, my electric bill is two hundred ten dollars this month. But you know what? I'm happily at home, just being me, and like I'm not spending money on other other stuff. So I'm okay paying a higher electric bill because I'm home doing all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's one thing if you have high bills and you're doing stuff and you're not happy. Like, yeah, that's that commercial where it's like, how did oh, Bill's got this nice house and the wife and the two cars and mm-hmm. riding lawnmower and how can he afford this? He's in debt up to his eyeballs and he mm-hmm. looks like he's ready to shoot himself. It's mm-hmm. like, there's a reason why certain movies resonate with our generation. Things like Fight Club and yeah. uh, American Beauty when he was like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to quit my high paying job and I'm going to go back to when I was happy working in the fast food joint. And I'm going to drive the car I drove back then when I was happy and mm-hmm. start that way. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the number for the suicide hotline is... <laughs> oh, Christ, Joe, what do we do to ourselves here? This is fucking depressing. Ah, this well, ain't a fucking mention the machine podcast. We're fucking making people feel like the only way out is fucking the rough way. No, no, it's not. Because What's the hope for the new year, Joel? What do we got? What do we got going on? We here's got the, uh, here's the hope for the new year. You and I are going to sit down and figure out twelve things to do for next year. Each month is going to be a different challenge. Are they going to build on each other, or are they just going to be separate? We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, but I want to be. I want to build like a little, a little like plexiglass thing that we're going to have a little challenge coin to go put. Like it's, we made that challenge coin for the Ryan thing we did because you know. He made the joke. If I had challenge coins, I'm like, I'll make my own. <laughs> so I want to, I want to figure out something to do every month for next year, and then have like a little plaque that has the twelve little spots for the, each coin. And I want to accomplish twelve different things next year. Okay, should we offer that for sale on the website? We can. Mm-hmm. I think people might, people might want it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> And I have hope the next year we're going to get more listeners. No, you know what? This year hasn't been bad, and I don't, I don't want to go out on a fucking no, negative note been, like this. This year's been amazing. Yeah, I, I went I, from being miserable and unhappy to like having just things. Ter- How do I put this? I've got some friends and some former coworkers that I like to put the label of someone took and land on shit and find a diamond. Like most people land on shit and they're all upset. But this motherfucker here will be like, oh, look, I found two diamonds. My friend my friend Robert, his mom, <laughs> she used to get so mad at me. She said one of the best quotes about me ever. She's like, Eugene can walk through shit and come out smelling like a rose. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, this has been such a great year. and I, I want to keep going. Like, I want to keep going higher. And I, that's, that's kind of my, what I was, the point I was going to get to is I feel like like, every, the whole world took a pause in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think 2021, people were still in that mindset, just starting to come out of it. And then 2022 has just been things feel like, they feel like they're ramping up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're going to start 
getting better. I know everyone's talking about the the economy and everything else going bad, but I also feel like there's a lot of good stuff going on, and I feel like we need to focus on that and yeah, do that. But we're also not suckers, so we will prepare for the worst. Exactly. Go to the go to the store. Keep your deep. Keep your keep meat in your freezer. Yep. Like I said, this is this has been a great year. It's only gonna get better. And next year, I got I have some like 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 I haven't I've not done any travel since 2019. Like I've gone to Ohio and that's about it. But I, I want to go like I got multiple places I want to go next year. I got friends in Austin. I got friends in Washington. I got friends in Oregon and Philly that I want to go visit. And I want to make that happen. Yeah, Philly's easy, but I don't I don't have any desire to go to Philadelphia. Well, I'm on the outskirts. I'm not going into Philly. Ah. But yeah, po- but the point is though, like I feel like if I could get my art stuff off the ground, some other stuff off the ground, I can have that that play money I used to have when I was freelancing full time. Mm-hmm. Well, not full time, but like it was when in the heyday. I'm like, hey, I want to buy this stupid thing. Well, I got money in the bank. Let's go buy it. <laughs> you mean like buying a bunch of weights? No. <laughs> Back when I was like, I want an Xbox 360. Well, got the money for it. Let's go do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I have high hopes for next year. Um, not just because it's the new year, just because I think the momentum is going to keep rolling forward. And I I have been reading um ah what's it called? It's like the power of compounded or something like that. And it's it's an old book, but it's also a good one where it's talks about compounding things and how if you add one more habit that will make you successful every to a day then it's the, the idea of getting 1% better every day, basically. Yeah. It's that old thing, and it's just focusing on that and focusing on growth and being prepared for growth, and I think it's going to be good. I want to clean my room. You, well, you should. What are you waiting for? I'm not waiting for anything. It's just I clean my room, then shit happened. I got to clean it again. It's a go ongoing process. <laughs> if, 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 if I keep my room pristine, I mean, I didn't do anything. See, there was a uh, guy who had the perfect suggestion that worked. That made sense to me. He said, before he leaves a room, he resets the room. So you reset it back to the way it was before you left the room. So you put everything back in its place. You leave the room. Then you never have to clean because the room is always ready. Interesting. You just have to dust and vacuum. Ah, there we go. There's that dusting thing. Do you dust before you vacuum or vacuum and then dust? You're supposed to dust and then vacuum. I heard the opposite. No, the vacuum throws dust in the air. You got a bad vacuum. Hmm. Do you close your toilet lid when you flush? No. Hmm. I got some gifts I can show you. (laughs) Poop particles, my friend. (laughs) Well, to quote a famous man, Ignis Bliss. (laughs) (laughs) 2023 rolling around the corner. Uh, we got to figure out something different New Year's. Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you that... Uh, I'm for the podcast. Yeah, I know. I can, I can tell you that I think Friday, Friday, Rick, John, Mar, and I are going to get together. If you're involved in a uh, pre... If you want to be involved in a pre-Christmas Eve event. Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve? Christmas Eve. Next Friday. Okay. I don't know what's going on for New Year's yet. We really don't ever ever have, ever have any plans for New Year's. We used to go over to my friend Steve's house. but I actually have plans for New Year's this year. It's, oh, it's crazy. What are you doing? 
uh, another co-worker decided to do a, a New Year's party. I'm like, okay, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Last few years, New Year's has been pretty dead. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Not really. <laughs> yeah. The heater going? I think. No, it's still on. Okay. That cast can't been surviving. I know. It's great. Well, I'll see you guys in two weeks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our 25th episode. A very uh, unexpectedly somber one, but... Uh, it's 48 minutes. I think it's the longest... No, it might not be the longest podcast we've done. But we were also, you know, year recap is never supposed to be a... Uh, I guess it shouldn't be a happy one unless, like, we were complete jackasses all year. Mm-hmm. But a lot of growth this year. A lot of, uh, a lot of important topics. The podcast took a change. We went from uh, being kind of a book review thing back to more freestanding conversation mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's a positive move we'll still do some book review talk stuff we're gonna i mean we could we could talk right now if we wanted to carry this on for a little while about goggins but sure, let's do it all right all right so never finished goggins new book came out which you never finished <laughs> I, it's not that i never finished i got an hour left to go i didn't well, finish saying, it. but you never finished before the podcast it's not never finished it's it'll be finished shortly is what it should be called for me so, highlights of the book, of the book is that Goggins realized at one point that I still got more to do. I'm not done yet. <laughs> David Goggins, he, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I, somebody, somebody from, from the Iron Council, from Kilo, asked me if anybody started the book. I said, yeah, I did, and I was about four hours into it at the time, and he asked me what I thought of it, and I said I liked it better than his previous book. Uh, so... The difference between this book and the previous book is that I watched the podcast that he went on for Rogan to promote the book. Yeah, watched that too. And he talked about how he's always writing, like writing stuff down. Like when he goes through stuff, it's like his mental. How did he put it? He works with black. What's the words? The, basically the dark part of the brain mm-hmm. like he put the reason he put himself through so much pain is so he can think about stuff and process stuff yeah like that's his laboratory is his mind of like doing this stuff and as he put it doing ultra marathon running and marathon running and all this stuff is basically it takes time to learn things and he feels like he compresses years of pain into like hours doing ultra marathon mm-hmm. I and, and he's always writing he always has notebooks he's always writing stuff down and the beginning of the book, he talks about how he was at a, um, he was getting an award for being a veteran and his brain, like his, his brain just like started going on and on about this other stuff. He's like, he spaced like three times during the presentation. Mm-hmm. And then he realized like, I still got more to do. Like I need to keep going. Yeah. See, I think I like this book because I feel like. Like, him becoming a Navy SEAL wasn't the most important part of his life. It was just his first big hurdle. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I, I, I follow a lot of Navy SEALs, and I listen to a lot of them. And for a lot of them, they they don't... They say Hell Week sucked, and Hell Week, but Hell Week wasn't that big of a deal for them. But for Goggins, it was a big deal because it was a crucible. It was, like, his first major, major goal he set that he achieved. Mm-hmm. And then it's, to be fair, it's a fucking... It's a hard one. I mean, fucking 80-some percent of the pop, the people that try that test fail. Mm-hmm. Well, they also said that, like, when he makes a goal, he makes an impossible goal. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like he started a marathon, ultra-marathon running. 
And then when that was good enough, he found out there's the 250 mile run. Yeah. And I, I think I think the reason I like this book more is probably because it's also it's more relatable, I guess. Yeah. Like it's not it's not seal stories. It's it's a guy trying to just overcome his day to day weaknesses and things yeah. like that, which is a lot of stuff we talk about on, on here. But it's also him doing it through his his mental methods. his mental toolkit, which he provides for people. Like I love I love the idea of. Uh, Recording your, yourself saying out loud your excuses for stuff mm-hmm. and then listening to them. Yeah. So you can hear how much of a bitch you sound. <laughs> I also like the fact that, like, he talks about, like, when he was doing these marathons, it's like he wasn't racing the race. He's racing himself. Yeah. Like, he's, I want to get this. It takes three days of this race. I want to do it in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and he got mad because he had to sleep. And then he came back and they got, like, eighth place out of, like, what, out of 80. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the the stories in there are a little more. Uh, I can re- I can relate more to to running races stories versus surviving through Hell Week, three of them, and things like that. So it's, I enjoy the book a lot more. I enjoy the conversation a little bit more, especially since he's uh, talking about how his body's failing him as he's getting older and how he's got to overcome that. And it's it's a good book. Yeah. There's a lot of funny stuff in there too because he's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. Like I said. We were talking in the car on the way on the way from lunch. Shall you like? I feel like such a bitch. Like I don't want to get out and do jujitsu. This this guy's running around with broken legs and and jumping out of planes you're not supposed to. I feel like a part time savage. I'm happy to be a part time savage. Uh, I'm not, and that's the thing. I always feel that thing like uh, in Rocky when he said, uh, you know, there's there's more stuff in the basement. Like there's still something down there that's not satisfied. I was I was thinking about that um, the, the movie uh, Broken Arrow mm-hmm. when the girl thinks of the one dude she tries to take him out. I was like oh you thought I was just a computer nerd. I'm actually a Navy SEAL <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the fucked up thing about the U.S. Special Forces most of those guys have master's degrees or some shit it's like mm-hmm. they're fucking super smart <laughs> it's like, uh. but it's so amazing how like Goggins Proto shows you like your body tells you you gotta quit and you keep telling it to go and it's like okay I guess we're gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your body, your body does have a governor on you, and it tells you you're not supposed to do this thing. But I mean, it's the same thing as like when we did the 60 mile bike ride. It's like if you wanted to quit in the middle of that, like you had no choice. Like mm-hmm. I mean, you, if you quit, like how the hell were you going to get back? Exactly. And you had what, to keep going. And that's why I love that because it's like <laughs> I want to, I want to quit so bad, but the only way to quit is to get back to the car. Yeah. You, and even though we weren't allowed to quit because we still needed like what two and a half miles. I think it was 1.5. And we ran out of fucking road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, stupid shit. Yeah, but you know what? I have a story. I now have stories to tell. Yeah. Next year we'll do that and we'll do it better. Mm-hmm. But I think prior to that, I think we're going to be smarter. We're going to do a couple of uh, smaller bike rides. We'll hit the Homestead Trail and go a little further out because you never really went that far out on that one. Mm-hmm. Well, then again, I was only doing a mile a day and you took me to a 20-mile bike ride. So <laughs> we kind of have an MO going here. <laughs> hey, Joe, I see you're enjoying this thing. <laughs> Let me show you. I can almost kill you. <laughs> hey, kid, that's just street level math. You want weapons level? <laughs> the military grade. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. Like I've been rewatching Ghost in the Shell a lot, and um, they always talk about military grade firewalls, military grade that. It's like you look at the different levels of stuff. It's like military grade. It's like the cheapest level they can pay for. <laughs> uh huh. That's why I'm scared of things like I'm scared. Of, I'm scared of amusement park rides. Ever since I watched Armageddon, he was talking about uh, 
American parts, Russian parts, all made in Taiwan. It's mm -hmm. like everything's built by the lowest bidder. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, man, I'm I just watched a video today of those slingshot rides, and one of the cables failed on it, and the whole fucking thing went shooting off to one side. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I'm, I'm too old to die that stupidly. Are you? Because you do some stupid stuff from time to time. They're not that not that stupid. I'm not dying at a fucking carny show. We'll see. <laughs> I think we'll end it here because we're about to hit we're 56 minutes unless you want to go four more minutes to make it an hour. No, no, we got to go four more minutes. What else we got to talk about? Four more minutes. Uh, Goggins running. Um, what else we got going on? So, do you feel like you've got, you got a Goggins in you? Because he talks about how, like, when he's doing stuff, there's an alter ego that comes out and he wants to quit. I, I feel like I do. I just don't have the name for it. Like, I think that's one of the things that he did was he named it. And I think it's one of those uh, witchcraft, Wiccan, like, religious things where if you know something's true name, mm -hmm. you have power over it. Mm -hmm. And I think he named that thing, and it's his own demon that he named. Because I keep thinking about that, that Ryan thing we did. The first day, I'm like, I'm doing this push. I did this push up and stuff. And I went to do the next set, and my arm was like, nope, you're laying here on the ground. You got no power. <laughs> And then, like a week or two later, I'm laying on the bed, looking like I gotta quit. I can't quit because if I don't quit, well, if Eugene's quit, I can't quit. Uh -huh. I was like, well, look at it this way: how many people do you know are even anywhere near this? You know, maybe five people can attempt this, but you only want, you and Eugene only two doing this shit. Oh, and you went into the cookie jar. <laughs> you went into the cookie jar. Yep, that's what it is. But it's funny because it's like there's so many times I want to quit, and it's it's weird because there's a weird science to quitting for me. Because, like, I don't want to quit, but then sometimes it's like, dude, you can't do anymore. You're gonna be... It's like the scene in Aliens, when they're trying to escape the, the hive. Mm -hmm. It's like, shut it down. You're just running the worms out. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... Uh... Like, as long as I can make some progress, I'll keep going. But when I start hitting, like, dead ends, like, the, I think I figured what workout we were doing. And I did the one thing. I took a rest of rest what to do. I'm like, nope. This is done. <laughs> It's, it's weird when you actually push your body to failure and you're like, I literally cannot push myself mm -hmm. in that direction. Like Around we, along that plane of... Mm -hmm. Like how many times have I text you, well, I'm walking like John Wayne again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I know that feeling. I mean, there's been many a times, like when I used to do parkour and we'd go out and we'd do like a bunch of jumps just jumping across stuff for, for fucking for reps and then like the next day it'd be like coming down the steps is more like how to fall down the steps as, as ungracefully as you could you're like all healed it's like my legs were just not working it's it feels it hurts but it also feels good to know that you pushed a limit i don't know about that one yes you do you know it feels good the same thing we talked about with the 60 miles you pushed a limit and you knew you knew well, like, the thing was, like, with the 60 miles, we kind of cheated with all that caffeine and jelly beans and stuff. Oh, that's not cheating to me. That's that's just refueling. I mean, honestly, if we did things the way Rick and I normally do stuff, when we got down to the bottom, we would have had, like, a, a sandwich or something and chilled out for a little bit before we biked back. But we fucking, we blew past the turnaround point, and we went into West Virginia, and then we had to bike back out, and then it was like, I didn't have any, I didn't have a sandwich or anything. You gave me some of those magic jelly beans halfway up the fucking, <laughs> what was it, a fucking 30-mile hill or something? 10-mile hill. 10-mile hill. It felt like 30 miles on the way back up. <laughs> Good. Yeah, but 
don't know. Like, I, I think my sense of sense of accomplishment is what keeps striving me to do stuff. So I can say I did that. I just don't like to quit. I don't know. This is very much a. Uh... Even in like the darkest times of my life where it's like, you know, if I can, you're feeling way sorry for yourself. It's like, that's where the, the voice comes back for me. It's like, we ain't done yet. Like, we can't, we ain't quitting here. We're not dying on this fucking uh, bungee cord ride or whatever else. Like, Well, that's the thing for me. Like, I don't know when it happened, but like, now when bad things happen, my brain's like, okay, let's figure this out. Yeah. Like, it's not as bad as you think it is. This is temporary. It's very weird because it's a very, uh, very much okay. Deal with the situation, solve mm-hmm. the problem for me. It's not, and it, it might not be the best solution, but I'm gonna solve something. Mm-hmm. And I heard a guy; he was talking about um, him and his wife have an agreement when something happens. He deals with the situation; she deals with the people. Mm-hmm. So she'll go start talking to people, and he does like calling nine one one and fucking like triage and or whatever mm-hmm. else. And it's like, yeah, it's a good way to be. Because it's kind of it's one of those things of like I freak out. I'm like, okay, shut that down. Let's see if we can actually find a solution. Yeah. How yeah. bad is this? <laughs> Panic later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Panic later and cry in the shower. Yep. Love a good shower. The Eugene Coons way. I love a good shower cry. <laughs> <laughs> good shower cry with a good shower chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> I see more of a shower beer than a shower chardonnay. <laughs> I'm not drinking the shower. It's too cold in there. <laughs> My whiskey will freeze. <laughs> it can't freeze. It's alcohol. I know. And I'm not even that much of an alcoholic. Well, we did it. We did it over an hour. <laughs> Woo! And my bladder feels it. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Great job. Wish us a happy holiday. Yeah. Love the phone number in the end of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be, uh, we'll be back and we'll do something for New Year's. We'll do a 26th episode. Fuck it. Yep. Till then, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. See you on the interwebs. See ya. That wraps up another episode of The Mention the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit TheMentionTheMachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412-294-8557. How now, brown cow, brown cow, how now? Cows are delicious. Yes, they are. Meat is sweet murder. Yes, sweet, sweet murder.